Thank you for listening to this program. In Luke chapter 17, I wanted to read from there. The Lord said to his disciples, Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against you, rebuke him, and if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against you seven times in a day, and seven times comes back to you and says, I repent, forgive me, then thou shalt forgive him. And the apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. And the Lord said, If you had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, and you would say to this tree, uh, be plucked up by the root, planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Then he gives a parable. But which of you, having a servant plowing or feeding cattle, will say to him by and by, when he's come in from the field, you go and sit down and eat first, but will you not rather say, make ready my meal wherewith I may eat, and serve me, then, after I have eat, then you can eat and drink. Does he thank the servant because he does these things? I think not. So, likewise, when you shall have done all the things I have commanded you, or which are commanded you, you say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. That last part, we have done that which was our duty to do. The word duty uh, is uh, can be financial, uh, uh, an obligation or a debt that we owe, but it's more understood in this the way it's used here in the way of like patriotic duty or it's a duty that you want to do, you must do, you owe uh, your country. Or, and it's, and there again, it's not so much owing, it's that you want to. You see it as um, something you want to do, even if, like uh, in the dying, fighting for freedom, even those people would say, even if I die, I still, that's my duty to do, is to die if need be. That's what it is. That's my duty. So he's telling them, when you come before me, don't say you're profitable and you need um, to be uh, paid. You, you, in um, Matthew, that parable there, you remember, he, he hired some in the morning, some in the evening, and then uh, the one he said for a penny. And they agreed. It was fine. That was the agreement. They owed him a day's work for the penny. And then in the evening, he hired some others, and he agreed with them for a penny. And, they, and so they owed him to work the rest of the That was the agreement. And you know that parable. It's pretty well known to where they come at the end of the day thinking they would get paid more. But actually, they saw that when they only got paid the same as the others, they said to the master, You've, uh, these here have only worked one hour. You've made them equal unto us, which uh, had the burden and heat of the day. We worked all day. And he said, I did no wrong. 
you agreed for a penny. Take that which is your given. And is it not lawful for me to do with what my own is? Because your eye is evil? Is your eye evil because I'm good? So then the last will be first, first, last. Many call a few children. See, that's an attitude that I, I, I see right here is saying uh, the servant could expect reward, but he's saying you should see it as your duty to do. I believe in this parable over here. You can play that out. I am confident that the Lord, to be just, he would agree for a penny, but had they not had that attitude, he, he, he would have said, uh, they would have been joyful. You paid what it was our duty to work all day. You don't compare. That's the thing about judgment. You don't compare yourself with each other. To judge each other, that's what you're doing. You have to. And that's what not judging doesn't do. It's really not. We're not in a race compared to each other. Uh, not specifically. Not not really. We're in a. We're, we're. God gives unto us, and He knows what is required, and He will judge us. I believe, like Paul said, it's always put in the singular. Don't you know every one of us by you and Him? It's the race is against the potential that you know that He has set for you, or He knows. I'm sorry, He knows, and we. All we know is that we choose and do the best we can, and he knows all things, so he would know what we could do and what we do achieve out of that 30, 60, 90, 100, or none, or what. But he knows those things. So then I think in this parable, at the end, he would say, if they had had the right uh, attitude, he would have said, Oh, uh, here's nine more pennies, or what? Here's here's the work uh, for, and so he, they would say, "Well, we were unprofitable. We didn't do anything. We did what we we're supposed to do." And he would say, "Yeah, but I can do with what I want of my own." See, and so it's kind of a you just have to switch it around and realize they were seeing it the wrong way, and they should have been joyful over those that still got a penny because they had a family too, and they only worked two hours, but they would have been willing to have worked all day just like these were. So why did they do it for the money, for ourselves, for reward? I don't think that can be true. It is for what he says. It's because we love him because he loved us. It's our duty uh, to do. And uh, in, let's see, Luke, or in Second uh, Corinthians, the Paul says this here, and Peter says it in how, and we we might tend to look at it. Oh man, we have to do this, and but it's not like the commandments of the Lord are not grievous. They're they're for our good. They're not as as uh, something. But if we're in the human nature, that's as how we're going to perceive it. But anyway, uh, Paul says in Corinthians, he said uh, he died for all of us that we should not henceforth live unto ourselves but unto him which died for us and rose again. Therefore, we shouldn't know each other after the flesh. And if any man's in him, they're a new creature. And these things are, are all new. The love of Christ constrains us. There it is. That's our duty because he died for us and gave his life for us. And that's what he said. If you want to be my disciple, you have to do the same thing and follow me, crucify yourself, deny yourself and follow me. He died for all of us so that we should not live to ourselves. We should die to ourselves and live for him 
the one that that died for us and and then peter says uh the very same thing if you call on the father it's written be holy as he is and and you are holy in the way that in obedience if you don't fasten yourself according to the fleshly lust that war against the soul but if you have his love and lay aside all malice guile hypocrisy he says here and and all evil speaking and and when you do anyway you you gird up the loins of your mind you sober up spiritually and you hope to the end for the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Christ. Like John said, whether you're going to be confident or ashamed, whether your reward's going to be full or not so full. The Lord said, hold on to what you have, and uh, don't let any man beguile you out of what you have coming. And you say, well, he's saying here we shouldn't uh, say that we have anything coming. No, we don't. He is the one that will give unto us how he sees it. We don't complain to him and murmur. Like it says, do all things. In one of Paul's letters, he said, do all things without murmuring or complaining. No strife, no vain glory here in among yourselves. Be very genuine about it. And that's what the Lord is saying to them about forgiveness. It's got to be genuine. It really does. In the way that they would say, and I would say, yeah, if I could forgive seven times a day or however many times, 490, whatever. If you're not careful of the human nature, it's what he said to them in Matthew there. He said, uh, you will love them, love you, and if they don't, you won't. So say the, the person comes and says, you know, I repent. I do. I'm sorry I did that. I love you. Forgive me and everything. Okay, I will. Oh, no problem. Well, about the fourth, fifth time, that's where, uh, well, I think it's recorded over here. In Matthew, Peter says, yeah, in Matthew 18, <clears throat> um, I had it marked. I wasn't sure. <laughs> Uh, but but he says, uh, Peter said, how often it, my brother sinned against me and I forgive him, seven times? And the Lord said, no, seven, but 70 times seven. And then he gives a parable, how that the uh, servants came before the king, he forgave them, and one forgave a lot, and that one went out and wouldn't forgive his fellow servants. See, it's all that same thing. And those other ones that thought they should get more, they were, he said, your heart's evil. And, and it is that way not to understand that... What he's saying here is it's your duty, all of you. It doesn't matter how you compare, when I hired you or not or what, or the gifts I gave you or not. Your duty is to love me with all your heart. And there again, I think that means without darkness. Because he said if you have any darkness or unforgiveness at all to another believer that he lives in, that's where he's saying, Paul's saying, you're not seeing it after the flesh. You're, you, I mean, you are. You're not seeing them for who they really are. And all you have to do is think, and, and I always seem like fail to do it, but when you're in a situation with believers that it's a little tedious and tense and, and things are not right, if you think, you know, just fast forward, and especially when you're getting on down the road in your lifetime towards the end of it anyway, and you don't have to hit fast forward. Don't hold it very long, but just hit fast forward, and we're all in heaven. Oh, hey, how's it going to be then? Well, there won't be arguments. There won't be no problem. And we'll all be purified. It'll be love, and we won't even, as it were, remember that we even had a problem if we all had a heart attack 
at the moment that three or four people are engaged in an argument as believers. That means, like Paul said, you've lost all sight. You're in the flesh. You're operating in the human nature. So anyway, the human nature, I believe, is possible to say, yeah, I forgive you once a day, not seven, though. See, because you don't mean it. You're you're not in you. You don't mean it that you hurt me or something. That's how it would. So but his love. All we have to do is think of how he said how do you, how is it with me when you come to me? We don't expect him not to forgive us, however many times it might be. But we should know. You can't come to the Lord and say, well, I've got a sin here, and I'm not even trying to stop it. I don't care. But forgive me for it. <clears throat> no, it, it's like uh, you, you would have to have the heart that at that moment you mean, I don't want to do it again. Please forgive me. I, I, I would never want to do this again. And like Paul says, it's not. It doesn't mean you won't. But at, so that's what the Lord means here. I repent. If your brother says that, he means it. Even though you know deep down, and so would he is. Yeah, your nature is such that this is probably going to happen again. Maybe this afternoon, but for sure again tomorrow. But hey, I could forgive you once a day because if you really show me you love me, then I can love you. The true love of Christ is that He loves us, and but we don't show Him we love Him in order that He then forgives us. No, His love is He died for us before he made us see he was crucified before the foundation of mankind before the world began he knew us he died for us that that's how really serious it that's why the major things of god the things he says that most times people i can't believe that i don't i don't know how i don't know why it says that but i can't believe but he you can teach it out of here right from the scripture that no it before the foundation of the world he was foreordained to be crucified and had already done it as it were and he knew us our names were written down these things are true god knows unto god known unto god are all his works from the beginning because he is the beginning he makes all of us he creates all of us so it wouldn't be a an amazement only to us, that he would know what we're going to do. But he he gives us the choice, and he makes us, and we're born again, and we're one of his children for, that's why a man or woman would bring a child into the world. It's Yeah, it pleases them and everything, but being truly like they should be, they would say it's for the child. It's for them we did this and paid this price. And maybe the mother said, yeah, I died in childbirth. I had to die to have it. But, but they brought me back. You know, I'm not trying to bring down the, compare the example of the Lord, but that, that's what he did. <clears throat> and that's the love he has for us. But, but our duty comes from, it would be a sense of love, that we love him because he loved us. And uh, I was going to look at something else. Oh, well, the whole uh, in uh, Ecclesiastes, Solomon said, after his uh, look at life, saying, starting out, saying, it's all vain. As far as knowing God and eternal profit after you leave this world, whatever you do here in and of itself is in the dust. That's what he got the whole letter saying. But he's saying, here's the conclusion of this whole thing that's vain, this earth, this life. In this life, if you fear God and keep his commandments, and those commandments are love me with all your heart and each other. And the Lord said, if you love me, then you'll love each other. 
And do we want to love him? Do we see that as our duty to do? And he says very clearly, you cannot serve me and self. It cannot be done. It's one or the other. So the love of self is extremely strong. In fact, ask Pinocchio about it and see the puppet, I mean the pottery. That's all we've got until the promise of the Spirit is put into us and we're born again, given His Spirit, then it's a whole new choice of natures that we have to keep His commandments or not. But anyway, Solomon is saying this, and they knew back then they were waiting for the promise of the Spirit. I still say that's what they would say is, yeah, that'd be the the real wise, true Jewish believers and scholars would say, when Messiah comes, that'd be great, delivers from our enemies, rule the world. But you know, when Messiah comes, the spirit of almighty God is going to be put into our hearts. We will have a new spirit. We'll be made out of the spirit of God. Can you imagine that? That's where it all began in the garden. That's what I mean. It's so profound. So they knew it would happen, and it has happened unto us today. That, and I don't know how much for myself. No, not aware of it near enough. But Solomon says, here's the conclusion of the whole thing I've been saying. Fear God, keep his commandments, love him with all your heart, mind, and soul, love each other. This is the whole duty of man. This is the whole of man. They put that in there, but it's there, duty. And because God will judge everything. So he'll judge to see whether you did your duty. And that's what the Lord here is saying in view of those other parables and everything where he's saying, uh, don't uh, look at this as I chose you. I gave you life. I gave you everything you have. You're complete in me. You don't bring anything to the table that I owe you for. And we don't. We wouldn't even really say that. We said, no, we owe him everything. And we do. We, we owe him everything. And one last thing here in this parable. Now, he's t- telling them to me. He's saying, I'm not going to let it go no more than you having a servant. You'd say his duty is he feeds cattle, plows field, come in, make your meal, serves you, and then he goes home, takes a shower, and eats himself. He's, he's free. But that's his duty. You see, huh? every day he comes in and makes my meal as his duty. Are you going to say to him, thank you so much for your... The Lord's going to say, well done. Yeah. but but And he might say to the servant, come in from the field, well done. But he's saying, are you going to say, well, I know it's hard for you after working all day in the field and you're hungry. That's probably the hardest thing of the day is not the work, but coming in and having to make my meal and get it just right and put it out in front of me. And, and then when I'm ready to eat and when I've got through and you wash dishes and everything, then you can go home. So that last hour might be the hardest thing. To him, uh, them saying to him, increase our faith, he was telling them, you forgive a, a brother seven times a day genuinely. That's like plowing in cattle and and in that last hour they're saying yeah look at all they did by this point they raised the dead healed the blind and they said we need more faith though to do that yeah to forgive somebody seven times a day that's going to be more faith than what we already have about uh, raising and doing miracles no in in where peter says add to your faith that's unfortunate it should and most translations i think now that's king james and that's what i go by it's what i read because all my everything's geared up to those words and how it's translated. Anyway, they said um, to, uh, I forget what I was saying there, worrying about translations. But but King James is, 
somewhere, some places like that where Peter says, add to your faith. It really means out of your faith, bring forth. Out of your faith, bring forth. They had the faith already. That's what he was saying. Increase your faith. If you had any faith at all and you do, they say, well, we do, but we need more. No, that's not the issue. He's saying, no, out of your faith, any faith, what, a little of God's power is not as powerful as a little more of his power? See what I'm trying to say? It's like kryptonite and Superman. You say just a little tiny bit. Well, it were, no, it, to him it was uh, maybe more was kill him quicker. I don't know. But any at all was the issue. That Then he would lose his strength. So he's saying here, they're saying, Basically, like James is saying, don't blame God when you can't do this. And they're saying, though, we need more faith to be able to forgive each other that way, generally, like you're really saying. And and he's saying, I think you already have that faith. But he's saying, I'm your master and you're my servant. Like Peter's saying, we belong to him. Like Paul's saying, we, we are his and and we can't live under ourselves. We have to live unto him, and it's our duty. So he's saying, I'm your master and servant, and no more if you and your servants, if you had servants and they come in from the field, you're going to expect them to do what they are their duty to do. And a real uh, profitable uh, a servant, uh, profitable, but I mean a genuine servant would say, uh, somebody could say, well, I'll, you know, the master, I'll do it. No, no, this is my duty. Well, I know, but you're hungry. You can go home. No, I have to do this. This is my duty. I want to do my duty, master. I want to, that, that's because why? Well, because you died for me. You gave your life for me. And I wouldn't even have any life if it weren't for you. So my duty is to you, whatever you ask of me. And you only ask me to love you with your whole heart and love my other servants and forgive them so I can do that. I will do that. So the Lord is saying, um, I'm not going to let it go no more than you would let it go. I can't. That's your duty to do. So come to me and say, we've done our duty, Lord. We're unprofitable in our own self. We brought nothing to the table. What we did was what you told us to do, and we did it with your love. You told us to love each other with your love, and it's all about you. We're complete in you. We are not in the picture except who you are in us. That's who we are. But we, as it were, don't have. So it's just a pair. But it's still, I think, saying and showing us the attitude that we should have. But one last thing. Here what he says, you won't say to them, uh, uh, go ahead and, and uh, let me serve you uh, to your servant. You wouldn't do that. And they wouldn't. And here he's saying, uh, I want you have to do your duty. But like these parables say and show, the implication is after that, though, when you've done what these things I've commanded you, and that is your duty, then he says, well done, enter into the joy of the Lord, and the one that brought forth ten out of one uh piece of money brought forth ten he says you which have been faithful in little i will make you ruler over all that i have so that's the thing here you do your duty love me that's like two people married and love and everything well you're going to tell them well i bet this is you really have to do this don't you love each other with all your heart no at the first week or two when they're head over heels in love with each other they they wouldn't even know what you're talking about duty they'd say 
well, if you want to call it that, okay, but it's what I, I, I don't owe them this. I want to love them because they love me. And so these, master, these servants, you died for us. That's what Scripture is saying. That's what Paul was saying. That's what he did. The Master died for us and bought our freedom, made us, gave us life, and we're His. And He just asked us to love Him with our whole heart. And really is saying how you love each other, that's how you'll know whether you love me. Because if you love me, you will love each other with that love. And I still say, I'm still on myself trying to always emphasize, the answer is loving Him with all your heart. And that's your duty and wanting to do that duty, wanting to love him with your whole heart and loving him with your whole heart as in no darkness. And no, it won't be 24-7. It might not be 24 minutes, but it can be done. And it is possible to to have this attitude. And when we have that attitude, uh, then we are being profitable. And he will say, you did well done. And the master here, he would say, you'd say to him, well done. You've served me. Now go home and serve. You've done your duty. But hey, hold it a minute. Come back here and let me, why don't you sit down and eat with me? See, the master would say, why don't you sit? And, and tomorrow I'll, I'll cook. I've cooked a whole other meal and everything. Now you've done your duty. Now let's have the real meal and, and, and the real fine food. Come in and, and I'll serve you. Sit down and, and everything. And, and that's what he says over here. I can do with my own what I want is your because your eye is evil because I'm good. So the last will be first, first last. It's on this attitude of the heart. And so in the end, in the kingdom on this earth, as it were, or in the everlast, it says the Lord said it, it gives the picture that he will come forth and serve us. He will do what he's saying here. He will say, now you've done your duty, but now let me serve you. And the servants would say, you know, he died for us. So uh, this is not amazing. Uh, it, it is, but it, it's it's him. He's a servant because he's already died for us. Now he's going to serve. And he said, I want you to sit at my table in the kingdom and I will serve you. So this parable here is really uh, powerful, as are all of his words. Thank you for listening to this program.